Church. Good morning, church. How are you this morning? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Amen. Just tell the person next to you, Happy New Year. They may not have heard it from anyone before today, you know. <laughs> so just be that ray of light to them. Happy New Year, and welcome, welcome to everybody who's joining us online, the ones that are in the coast, the ones that are in the bushveld or some exotic islands. I heard that some people went to exotic places. So Happy New Year to you, amen? And thank you very much for joining us. We're glad that you could be with us, and thank you for showing up in person. We're very excited to be with you and to have you joining us for the service. Anyone who has come for the first time, don't worry, this is normal, this is how we have church, be part of the family, be part of the, the service, enjoy everything that we do. You're welcome to celebrate with us, have fun with us. We're going to have a very good word today. I'm excited for 2024. Are you excited? Yes. Amen. We are all excited. Uh, hallelujah. Let's give God a, a praise for that. Amen. God should receive all the praises that we give. Amen. So as part of our worship, uh, the first part of our worship service is to give an offering, so let's welcome my brother Gareth to come and receive a word, a word of offering for us. Thank you, Paul. Good morning, church. Happy New Year, everybody. Matthew 7, verse 9 to 11 says, Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, Will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? God is a good heavenly Father who only wants to give you good things. And when it comes to tithing, God is not asking you for a tithe to take something from you. He's asking you for a tithe to bless you. When you tithe the 10% to the Lord, you put your whole heart to trust in the Lord. And he says, because you trust me, I will take care of you. Know today that you can put your trust in your heavenly father. No matter what type of earthly father you have or have had, your heavenly father will never forsake you. Let's pray. We thank you today, Lord, that you are a good heavenly father. We thank you that you will never let us down or forsake us. We pray for these tithes and offerings, that you would use them for your glory and the expansion of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. There are many ways to give. The ushers are going to pass around the buckets. And there is a card machine and snap scan and banking details at the information desk at the back. Thank you, Brother Gareth. We know God is good to us, amen? Because we always share his good news. <laughs> He's good because we share his good news. So today, family, we're going to have a good time in the presence of the Lord, amen? Hallelujah. You know, and each time someone comes and preaches the word to us, it's always a gift from the Lord, amen? So I have the honor and the privilege to present Pastor Arthur Mathis, uh, Menkes to the family. Amen. Pastor Arthur is a Bible teacher, conference speaker, and author. I've got a, I've got a resume, so I'm going to speak to the resume. <laughs> and he travels around the world preaching the gospel of peace and faith, uh, righteousness, the message of God's unconditional love, goodness, and mercy to restore mankind. Amen. And he's an adjunct lecturer with Caris uh, Bible College campus in Woodland and where he teaches the first and second year classes. He's a frequent guest speaker at several CBC campuses in the USA and around the world. He has a lively, passionate and heartfelt teaching style that has touched many lives. He's not lost in the family. He's part of the family. Amen. And Pastor um, Arthur and his wife, Kathy, have Three children and 13 grandchildren. I hope they're still 13. <laughs> they're still 13. Great. Uh, and currently reside in Colorado. So he has visited us today and is going to be sharing with us the word of the Lord. Can we welcome Pastor Arthur Menkes to the church? Thank you. 
Thank you so much. Praise God. Good morning, everybody. It is so good to be with you uh, and to uh, be with you the first Sunday of 2024. Amen. Amen. And uh, I believe this, this is going to be a great time together. And uh, it's going to be a, 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 a jump forward into a new year. Uh, for all of us. Amen. Praise God. Well, just to uh, tell you a little bit, because I guess um, whenever I am introduced to come and speak, then people will say to me, can you noch Afrikaans praat? <laughs> so for those of you who are wondering if I can still speak Afrikaans, ja, I can. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. But we uh, uh, Kathy and I are blessed to be here, and uh, I think this uh, is the second year that we've actually come to this church. One time last year, I think we came and just visited with the church when you were still there in Fort Tracker Street, and uh, so it's good to be here with you today. Uh, how many of you are ready for the word? Amen, amen, amen. amen. Well, Father, we just thank you right now. Thank you that you are a God who is not only good, you, you are all that personifies good. And so, Father, we come with an expectation this morning. Thank you, Lord, that we can lay aside all of the distractions, all of the distractions of last year. All of the distractions of what might, what might come this, this next year, this year we end. And Lord, we just pray that every person here will be drawn by your Spirit. That Jesus, you will enlighten us, enthuse us, give us wisdom. In every area of our lives, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, uh, this beginning of a year, any year, is usually a time when many people have, you know, renewed optimism uh, for their lives, uh, where many people tend to make all kinds of plans, resolutions. We all hear about you know, what is your New Year resolution? Uh, and people are looking to see where is my future going? But the only issue we all have in times like these is that there are no guarantees. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I, I like guarantees. I like that, you know, whenever I purchase a new vehicle or I, I buy a new appliances or electronics, for instance, I like to find out what is the guarantee or the warranty that comes with this new uh, device that I've bought. Now, most of the guarantees that you and I get in life when we purchase something like that are known as limited guarantees. And uh, what that means is that uh, it uh, has all kinds of stipulations, uh, conditions, uh, we could even say restrictions to the uh, guarantee. Some guarantees have so many uh, restrictions that it's no guarantee at all. And, uh, but, that, but that's the kind of guarantee that most of us are, are used to. Now, I do realize that when it comes to the world that we live in, this world we live in, that no one can give you a guarantee for your future. But I do believe that there is a guarantee promised, uh, I would say a guarantee for a better future that is promised to us in the New Testament because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. 
So if you have your Bibles with you or if you have your devices, or, you know, people have their Bibles on their phones nowadays, I want you to turn with me and let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And uh, I want to read there from verse 4 through to verse 9. And uh, I'm going to read this out of the New King James Version. And uh, now Paul... Uh, the apostle wrote to the church in Corinth, and this is what he said to them. He says, I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God which was given you by Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by Him in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony or you could say that word testimony, the preaching of Christ was confirmed in you uh, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation. Now, you know, again, the, that word revelation there uh, can mean the revealing of or the, the return of Jesus Christ, the revealing and the coming or the return of Jesus Christ. Verse 8 says, who will also confirm you to the end. I want you to underline that or highlight that. It says, he will confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Or the day meaning the return or the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9 says, for God is faithful. Can we all say that together? God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So I want us to look here, and, and before we go into some practical things I'd like to share with you, I want us to go and have a look at this promised guarantee that we have for a better future in our lives. There's, this is the only guarantee that I can uh, recommend to anyone here today. And that is that this is a guarantee given to us in and by and through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter eight and verse, uh, sorry, chapter 1 and verse 8, in the Amplified Version, this is what it says. It says, and He will establish... That word means establish you, means to make sure, it means to ensure or to secure you to the end. I like that. He will establish you to the end. Not, not you can establish yourself to the end, but He will establish you to the end. That means to keep you steadfast, give you strength, and to guarantee, here it comes, to guarantee your vindication. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, I tell you what, the best way that you and I can start 2024 is to rely and believe upon this guarantee. That he says he will guarantee your vindication. Now, what does vindication mean? It means to be a... a, a, a to establish your uh, innocence. To establish your... He will be the guarantee to establish you in innocence. Let me explain to you what that means. Now, if you go uh, to Colossians, you don't have to turn there, but in the book of Colossians, Paul talks about this, and this is very important for us to see. I think that uh, beginning a year, no matter what's happened in your year last year, no matter what's been going on, uh, no matter how stupid you've been. Anybody been stupid? Three of us? Three, four of us now? Amen. I mean, I, I, I've been stupid, right? And no matter how stupid you've been, no matter what has gone on in your life, we need to begin here because this is what establishes us to go forward and look for a better future. And that is in, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 1, 21 and 22. 
It says, uh, Paul writes and he says, and although you at one time were estranged and alienated from him and were of hostile attitude of mind in your wicked activities. Okay, so now what is, what is Paul talking? I, I wish I had time to go and, and look, look at it better in context, but we don't have time here. And you know, if you give a, 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 a teacher, a gospel teacher time to teach, then we won't get anywhere, right? Uh, not where I want to go. But, you know, Paul here is talking about the fact that there was a time or is a time in a person's life. You might be here today and you might be in the place that he's talking about now. And notice what he says here. He says, you were estranged, estranged, uh, alienated. In fact, I believe it is the Amplified uh, that says you are self-banished. Self-banished. See, there's, there's, there's a time in our lives and easily, easily, because of what's been in our past, we can self-banish ourselves from God. He doesn't banish you, but because of your wicked activities. See, when, when you are stupid, not, not over here. Nobody over here was stupid. <laughs> when you're stupid, when you, when you make dumb decisions, when you fail in life, it's easy to self-banish yourself from the life of God. Because of your wicked works, you alienate yourself. But listen to what he says. Yet now has Christ the Messiah reconciled you to God. In the body of his flesh through death. In order, I love this, in order to present you. Now, I want you to understand. I want you to see. This is how you have already been presented to God. You want to know how God sees you? You have been presented in Christ, he says, presented holy. Oh, no, but pastor, you know, we've got we, 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 we to try and get holy. We've got to do everything to become more holy. I've got news for you today. You are as holy as you're ever going to be. You can't get any holier than you already are. You see, the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that's why it's called good news. He establishes you, not you, you. You have already been established, presented to God, holy. Next, next one, faultless. Oh, hallelujah. In uh, 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 irreproachable in his father's presence. That's who you are. As a believer today, if you're a believer here today, this is how you already are presented in the presence of God. God sees you this way. Why? Because, because you've been all that awesome? Well, you know you haven't but because He establishes you. When you put your trust in Jesus, He establishes you. In fact, I would even say, before you trust in Jesus, He's already established you like this. When? 2,000 years ago. Before you, before you were even born. Before you even made a decision for Him. When you make a decision for Him, that's when you enter in and say, Oh, is this who I am? See, that's good news. I don't know about you guys, but that's good news for me. Because you see, religion has always taught me that now Jesus saves you from the flames of hell, but now you better walk straight. And if you don't walk straight, 
If you don't, if, you know, it's like if you don't toe the line, you know, if you don't toe the line, you fall off this side, the devil's going to get you. You fall off this side, God's going to get you. See, that's religious thinking. See, the guarantee that we have, that you have, that you have for this new year is that God already sees you as holy, unblameable, unreprovable, or irreprovable in His sight. Then if you go back there to 1 Corinthians chapter, uh, uh, chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, He will be your warrant. I like that. He will be your warrant or your guarantee against all accusation, indictments. See, I tell you what, many times our own conscience can indict us before God. And if, and if that doesn't happen, it's amazing. Have you ever noticed how quickly we as Christians can indict others? Point fingers. Christians are good at pointing fingers, right? And so, but he says, he will warrant, he be your warrant or your guarantee against all accusations, indictments, so that you will be guiltless and irreproachable in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Man, that's so powerful for us to understand. You know, uh, the, 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 the message Bible, the old, uh, not the message, the, the living Bible, says it this way, he guarantees right up to the end. I like this. Right up to the end. People say, well, what, what end? Whatever your end is. He guarantees. See, this is not a limited guarantee. It's not just for a certain. He says he guarantees right up to the end. What end? Whatever your end is. Whatever your end in this life is, he guarantees right up to that moment, I like this, that you will be counted free from all sin and guilt on that day when he returns. See, I, tell you, I hear a lot of things going on nowadays, and I hear people talking about, well, you know, the end is coming, and Jesus is coming, and are you ready? If you, if you have to die tonight, are you ready? Have you, have you caught, I heard somebody, have you kept a short list with God? Meaning, have you, have you made sure that you've got God to forgive all of your sins? Here's the reality. He says, He guarantees. When you receive Christ, He guarantees that you will be counted free from all sin. Oh, like, all stupidity. And guilt on that day when he returns. You see, that. what does that mean? It means how many people are tormented when we talk about, well, Jesus could return. The rapture is going to happen. Are you ready for the rapture? As you, because I tell you, when he comes, if you're not ready, you stay. He says he guarantees. He guarantees that you will be counted. He didn't say that you will have no sin. He just says he, you will be counted counted free from all sin and all guilt on that day when he returns that means that when Jesus returns there is no dread the guarantee you can start off with today there's no dread of oh what's going to happen if Jesus comes back what's going to happen is it's rejoicing time why because you got it all together you've lived a perfect life no because He is the one that guarantees you. Is this helping anybody today? See, this means that for the believer, the guarantee is a guarantee that has no conditions and no limitations. Jesus is the guarantee of a changed and exchanged life. Jesus is the guarantee of an eternal forgiveness. Do you realize, do you realize, I say this all the time because I, I think to myself, people should know this, but I realize that people don't. Do you realize that the day you, 
received Christ as your Lord and Savior, your sins are forgiven once and for all eternity. Past, present, and future. Done. Gone. And that He will return not coming to deal with your sin. You, you can go read that in, in, in Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9, it says, it tells us very clearly, it says he will return not to deal with sin ever again. Why? Because he dealt with it 2,000 years ago. Hallelujah. The truth is that the world's sin has already been forgiven. God's not holding your sin against you, and he's not holding the unbeliever's sin against him either. Amen. I know, that, I know that this is like, well, well hang on. We, well, surely the sinners, are, they might be sinners and they might be unbelievers, but they, the truth is they're unbelievers because they don't believe what Jesus already done for them. Amen. Isn't that good news? Praise God. See, so much of the emotional pain that people are going through, that people suffer with, is because uh, we are chained or bound to the past. What we, what's happened in the past, what we've done in the what we didn't do, which we should have done, and 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 we are bound, and that that we can't really move forward as long as you are bound to the past. For many people, their future progress has been put on hold, and some people have lived a whole life not being able to move forward in their lives and be everything God wants them to be because they are holding on to the past. Now, it can be the failures and the weaknesses and the stupidities of the past, but it could also be holding on to the successes and the highs and the, 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 the stuff that you achieved in the past. There's a lot of people that are holding on. For instance, you know, um, you can have people who uh, they, they can't let go of the past because of their failures and because they have, they've maybe hurt people and so they can't move on and they're holding on to that. You know? But then, but then you, you have uh, and those people, no matter what you tell them about the future, They'll all say, yes, but in 1959, they always go back to where they were and what they did or what happened. You know, the hurts. People hurt them. Maybe you're here today and you've been hurt. You've been disappointed. Your heart's been broken. And it's like you can't move on in any kind of relationship because of what happened in 2010 or 2015. But then there are people on the other side that when you see, you know, today you say, well, you may see what God is doing today in the church. I'm telling you, God's moving. And they'll say, yes, but in 1962, you should have been in the meetings. We were. <laughs> see, they're still, they still hanging on. They can't move forward. See, as, as a believer, when you receive Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation or new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, everything about you now has become new. So what that means is that when we receive Christ with him, you also receive, listen, a new past. Oh, yeah, you didn't say. You receive a new past. See, everything, old things have passed away. So now what, what do I base the, 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 the future on? If I can't base it on and let go of my past, then what do I base that on? I base it on a brand new past, which is His past, which is His accomplishments. It is His obedience that you can move forward with. 
and say, I can, I can look forward to the, the rest of my life. I can look forward to good things coming. Not because I did it right, but because he did it right. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, uh, I like, yes, give him a big hand. You know, Philippians chapter 3, uh, Paul talks about, you know, when he says, I count all things as dung. I, I count all things as poop. <laughs> you know, he, he, he says, I'm, I'm not counting on anything in my own life. He says, in, in fact, and, and what he's referring to, yeah, is not all the bad things he did. He's referring to the fact that he was, in his own words, a Pharisee of Pharisees. That he had it all together. He says, when it came to keeping the law, he says, I was perfect. And he says, but I count those things as dung. So what he then goes is that he tells us his goals for a better moral and spiritual future. And then he says this in verse, verse uh, 12 and 13. He says, I don't mean that I, uh, to say that I have already achieved these things. Or that I have already reached perfection. So Paul lays out his expectations of what he wants morally and spiritually in his life for the future. And I mean, he's talking about that I might be found in him worthy of the resurrection. And, and he talks, you know, he talks about be found in Christ. He says, but not that, I'm, not that I've achieved these things. He says, but I keep working, uh, working toward that day when I will finally be all that Christ Jesus saved me for and wants me to be. He says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I am still not all I should be. But I am focusing all of my energy. And I want you to listen. This is, this is if you're going to have a better future, 2024, 20, is to focus all of your energies on this one thing. Forgetting the past. Paul says, I, I, I focus all of my energy. Now I can, I can be here to tell you, it's going to take some energy. Because this world will not let you forget. The people around you might not let you forget. The system you're in, maybe the job that you have, your co-workers won't let you forget about your past. And it's going to take some effort. He says, I put forth all of my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Hallelujah. You see, this is what knowing and understanding and experiencing the unconditional love and the grace of God can do for us. If we will embrace the truth of the gospel. Embrace the fact that you have already, because of Christ, been presented to God holy. Unblameable, irreprovable in His sight. When you do that, it allows you to let go of the past. It allows you and, and gives you the wisdom. And then to trust in the wisdom and the power and the, the, the promise of the finished work of Jesus Christ. You say to me, but Arthur, it just doesn't look like that in my life. I know that I have been presented holy and I know that, that Jesus has done this, but you, you weren't with me last night. You don't know what I've been doing. You don't know what I... No, the problem is, is that you have not put your faith in what Christ has actually done for you. You're still putting your faith in yourself. You're still saying, I can do this. I can rectify this. See, but unfortunately, many people, the temptation today to move forward, to go forward in their lives, we, 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 we tend to want to just float Whatever will be, will be. I'm just going to see where life takes me. 
Amen. And a lot of people live like that. And because of that, so many of us live below our potential. We don't ever realize the potential that we have. But one of the things that I can assure you is there's nothing you're going to be able to do about your past. Have you ever tried to change your past? You can't. It's impossible. Nothing you can do. You can't change your past. You say, but I feel so sorry about it. I know. You still feel sorry, but there's nothing you can do. The past is past. It's gone. Nothing you can do about it. But you can do something about your future. You can do something about your future. You can, you can make the right decision. But in order for you in 2024 to uh, move forward and have a better future, if I would entitle this message, I would say, uh, uh, you know, having uh, the guarantee of a better future. To have a guarantee of a better future, you're going to have to believe something you've never believed before. And you're going to have to do something you've never done before. I'm going to say that again. You're going to have to, if you want to move forward, I'm going to give you some practical things just very quickly. I don't know how long do I still have. Anybody know? I was going to ask. I was going to ask, the, wait, the, when did, wait, come on, somebody commit. How long do I have? Still 10 minutes? Okay. <laughs> Half an hour? Can I? Pastor Norman said I could preach for three hours. <laughs> but listen, you know, if we're going to move forward, you're going to have to believe something you've never believed before. But you see, here's the problem. So many of us as believers, well... I've just never believed that. My family's never believed. My church doesn't believe that. You know, Dr. Phil. Anybody know Dr. Phil? He's got a great saying. How's it working for you? <laughs> well, well, we've just never believed that. Well, how's it working for you? Is it working for you? It's amazing how the people will not change what they believe. Because, you know, traditions and people, my family has never believed it. My church doesn't believe this. It's not working for them. But they keep on believing. Amen. You have to believe something you've never believed before. And then you're going to have to do something you've never done before. That, that's the key. See, this is something that I think a lot of people don't ever realize. A lot of people think, and I've heard this, you know, many times. You've heard it, I'm sure. You've heard, you know, so-and-so has been successful because I tell you what, they were in the right place at the right time. Amen, come on, how many of you have heard that? Well, they were just in the right place at the right time and I tell you, they took that opportunity. Here's the thing. If you have not prepared yourself, if you've not decided to believe something you've never believed before and, start, and be willing to do what you've never done before, when the time comes and the opportunity comes, it will pass you by and you won't even see it. See, people who were in the right place at the right time, they were prepared for it. They had prepared their whole lives for it. They'd been waiting for it. And when the time came, there was a... Here it is. And they took the opportunity. But you see, people who are not prepared, that just means that how many of us have had the right times and opportunities come and we not even know it was there. See, the proverb says, a, forward, a man with a forward heart, forward is the old English word for crooked, or bent, or out of shape. A man with a crooked heart finds no good. It doesn't say good is not there. It says he can't find it. What you believe in your heart will determine what you see. I heard somebody say this, and I hope I can quote this correctly. They say, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at start to change. And I tell you, when we understand that, there, there's some practical things that we can do.
I'm going to go through a couple of things very quickly here. Number one, and I've said it already, the power of belief. See, a better future always starts with a steadfast, sincere, heartfelt belief or faith. That is the key to guaranteeing a better future and believing in your future. Listen, we all know the scripture, Mark 11, 23 and 24, right? 24 says, therefore I say unto you, Jesus said, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. You know, those, but basically what that just says is this, you need to believe in, and, and I would put it like this. See, you need to believe in your future. You see, most people believe in their future, but they don't believe, uh, or let me put it that they believe the worst for their future and not the best for their future. See, when it comes to believing in your future, listen to me, it's no good just believing you have a future. You need to believe in your future the way God believes in your future. The way God believes. You know the scripture? Jeremiah 29. I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare, peace, not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. See, God believes in your future so much. God values and sees the value in you so much that He says... I have made, you know, I can tell you, I have not, I don't only have thoughts about you, but I have plans for you. You know, I tell you, there was a time, even as a, as a believer, even as a pastor, I didn't think God would give me a thought. To me, it was God had way more important things to think about than to think about me. And if he did think about me, it would be how he was going to kill me because I, made, I messed up. See, I was good at messing up. Anybody good at messing up? One of us? Okay, two of us there at the back. I mean, see, and so I believed, I, I even served the Lord believing that the only time God would ever think about me is, is when, he, when, he, when he's sitting on the throne and he's now just absolutely done with my stupidity and he reaches for a lightning bolt and he's going to zap me. And then Jesus, of course, has to jump in between. And Jesus goes, the blood, the blood. And then God goes, he can't go, oh God, he says, oh me. I almost forgot. See, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just being honest. That's how I believe. That's so many believers. So many people believe that that's, that's the only time God would ever think about you. No, the Bible says that he's, the thoughts that he has of you is like the stars in the cosmos. And he says those thoughts are thoughts of welfare and peace. Not evil. Hallelujah. You see, you need to get to a place where you can believe in your future the way God believes in your future. And He believes in your future. The power of choice. See, all true believing starts with making a heartfelt choice. Choose. Choose something. See, the guarantee of a better future is largely dependent upon the, the, the choices that we make. Number one, the first choice that needs to be made is if you're here today and you've never made a choice for the Lord Jesus Christ, then begin right there. He is the guarantee of a better future. You say, I want to have, have a better future, then He is the guarantee. Make a choice for Jesus. And then, make Choices that bring life. It's amazing to me. Have you ever noticed how uh, few people actually, actually have or know what they want in life? 
I mean, you, you speak to people today. I'm talking about grown-ups. And you say to them, what is it you want? What, what do you want for your life? What, what? It's like, well, you know, I, uh, well, I just want to make a salary so I can keep food on my table. And, but, you know, it's, have, you ever, have you ever gone, go to the children's church, bring those children out there and ask them. And ask them. Say to them, what do you want for your life? What do you want to be? What do you, it's amazing. They, they'll give you a list. But the older we get, the shorter our lists become. Make the choices. And when you make a choice, decide what it is you want. Now, you know, this, decide. What does decide mean? It means make up your mind, settle the issue, and determine the outcome. That means make, it, make, make a goal. The problem is, is that many of us, we don't want to make a goal. Because we, if I make a goal, and what if I don't achieve it? Right? I tell you what, I, I would rather have ten goals and achieve three. Than have no goals and achieve it all. Amen. Hallelujah. Is this helping you? When you decide, speak. Speak positive words over your goal. Speak over it. Man, I tell you, when you do that, and 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 then be specific. That means. I've, got, I've had people, and myself, I would make goals, but they, when I, when I evaluate them, they'd like general goals. You know, just general. But make a specific goal. You know, when, when, when uh, Kathy and I moved to the United States, and then it, uh, after several years, we decided to buy a house. And I can remember how specific we became. We were specific about what it needed to look like, what it had to have. I mean, to, it, had, it had to have a deck and it had to have a hot tub and it had to have a, 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 you know, a, a, a theater room. And, I mean, those, those, were, those were our specifics. The day came that somebody came, an opportunity came, just knocked on our door, came... And came and the guy said, I'm selling my house. I said, where is your house? He said, over there. I said, I'm going to go and have a look at it right now. I walked into there, and that house had everything that we specified. Amen. Being specific. Be specific. And the more specific you are, the more probability is that it's going to be your future. Amen. And then, most importantly, imagine, use your imagination, the power of the imagination. It is a God-given power. It's amazing to me how many people in church want to say, well, this van der devil. When you say, no, it's not God. The devil didn't give you the power of imagination. God did. Why? Because God is a God who sees things that are not as though they are. And He's given you the ability to see things that are not as though they are. And if you can see your future, if you can see the success in your future, I heard somebody say this and say, you have to see it before you see it. You have to see it in your mind, in your imagination. Why is that? Because do you know that your whole being does not know the difference between reality and imaginary? I'm going to say that again. Your whole being, your heart, your belief system, your, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imaginary? You know, it's coming up for lunch. But if I start talking to you about a lacquer braai and some lacquer bourrevos on that braai with some lacquer pop and sauce. Amen. With, 
with, with, with some, like a malfa pudding and custard. And, and if, you, if, you, if you just listen to what I'm saying, your mouth is already watering. See, your body is responding to something that's not real. Why? Because in your imagination, you can see it. See, that's why pornography is so, so, so addictive to people. Because not only is it something they see, they then imagine that in their own lives, and it becomes part of them. See, you can, if you can see it, you will see it. Imagine it. See it. Then, take action. See, there's so many people who have great ideas. And they're specific about their ideas. But they never take action. Faith without works is dead. Amen? Take action. And then, after you've taken action, do the things you can do. And leave the things you can't do to God. So many people spend all their time trying to fix things they can't fix. But focus on the things you can fix. Amen? I hope that this has helped you this morning to determine right here in the beginning of the year. You know what? I'm going to trust God for a better future. And I'm going to do my part. Yes, what is my part? is to choose Christ that I can stand on the guarantee. The guarantee of Christ is the one who up to the end will establish me, guarantee my future, guarantee right up to the end that you will be counted free of all sin and guilt on that day when He returns. That means there is no dread in, wh in what's going to happen in the future. That's the guarantee. Now you can let go of your past. Let his past become your past. Amen. And let's begin 2024 saying, God, the possibilities are limitless. Not only for my life, but for this church where the church is going and what God wants. It's no use going back and saying, yeah, but if that didn't happen, forget about that. Forget about what happened. Forget about what happened in the past. And I don't know what happened, and I'm just saying, forget about what happened. Forget about what's going on. Forget about what people have done. Say, I'm going on with God. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we all stand? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for being patient. I know I've gone a little longer, most probably than uh, usual, I usually do. <laughs> but you know what, if you're here today and you have never made a decision for Christ, never made a decision for the Lord Jesus, and you say, well, you know, Arthur, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to have a better future. I want a guarantee of a better future. Then I can just say, the place to begin is to receive and make Jesus the Lord of your life. So while every head is bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around, if you're here for the first time or if, you know, you came because somebody invited you and, and you know the, the Lord is tugging at your heart right now. Because I know He is. The Holy Spirit is wooing and pulling you. You say, you know, I, I want to have the guarantee of a better future. I want a, be a better future for my life. I want a better future for my children. I want a better future for my marriage. I want a better future for my business. I want a better future for my career. And we begin here. Receive the Lord Jesus Christ today. If you're here today and you say, you know what, I, I want to make that decision. Then just, just where you are, just lift your hand. No one is looking around. I'm not going to embarrass you. Just lift your hand and say, that's me. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you for those hands.
you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to pray right now. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. It is this simple. But if you believe in your heart today and receive and mean this in your heart today, we read this earlier. He is faithful to do what he promised he would do. So let's all pray this prayer together. And those of you that put up your hands, let's pray this prayer together and say, Heavenly Father, all of us together, Heavenly Father, I come to you. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he is the guarantee for a better future. Father, today I receive your son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and my Savior. I thank you that he's already received me. He's already done everything he can do for me. I accept him today in Jesus' name. Thank you that I have a brand new past and a guarantee of a better future. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I would really encourage you to give them all a big hand. I would really encourage you, if you did put up your hand, you made that decision. There are people here you can see who serve. And you go, just go tell them. Just go tell them, you know, I, 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 I received Christ today. Uh, can you pray with me? Can you, and I'm sure that they will hand you some information maybe. Uh, so that you can start a new life and go forward. And have a guarantee that this year is going to be a better year than any of the other years in your life. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for, for being part. You may be seated. I'm just, I'm going to hand it over to our brother here. Amen. Amen. What an awesome word. Told you. We're going to have fun. We're having fun. Amen. As the ushers are passing over the communion, we're going to share communion together. Amen. As one of the guarantees that we have. Amen. As one of the guarantees that we have. Thank you very much, Pastor Arthur, for, for the blessing of the word. So to those that live, uh, raised your hands, here's the booklet. The ushers will pass it over to you. It contains all the information about the decision that you have made. Uh, for those that are watching online, please get in touch with us. We'd like to chat to you. We'd like to um, share with you this gospel message so we can send you a PDF version of the, of, of the same booklet. So it's available at the info desk at the back. Amen. All right. So, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23, that's our scripture for communion. And it says, For I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you, that the day the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take it, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup, after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. You proclaim his death till he comes. You proclaim his goodness till he comes. You proclaim his love till he comes. You proclaim his guarantee till he comes. Because he's the guarantee. He's the confident assurance that we have. Till he comes. So we have the bread with us. Symbolizing his body. 
broken for us. But no single bone was broken. Just the body was broken. Isn't that amazing? When they thought they had him, he said, you cannot have me. I give up myself. Give my own breath back to the Father. And you will never break a bone. You will never steal or take anything to rubbish or cancel the word. The word will remain that not a single bone in his body was broken. But his flesh, torn apart, broken as a guarantee for our future in him. Our future in him. If you believe it, say, I believe it. I receive it. Let's receive the bread. And with his blood, we are sealing this new past that we have, this new future that we have, which is guaranteed in him, forgetting all things in the past, embracing every new thing that he has set out for us. If you believe it, say, I believe it. I receive it. In Jesus' name, let's Thank you, Father. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this gift of communion. We thank you that we can remember what you have done. Only what you have done, not what we have done, but what you have done for us. We thank you right now. As your spirit touches each and every one of us, as we have taken this body and the blood, your body and your blood, we proclaim that you are in our future. And since you're in our future, Lord, it is a blessed future. We thank you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wasn't that an awesome word? I'm so excited. I'm so excited for the word. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, um, a quick, quick um, 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 announcement before we go, before we break the service. Amen. So, we're meeting again next week. So, thank you very much for coming. We're meeting again next week, and next week is Vision Sunday. Amen. Anyone looking forward to Vision Sunday? Amen. That's the most important um, or exciting service where Pastor Norman shares with us the vision and the theme for for, for, for the year. Amen. And we will carry that vision through 2024 knowing that Jesus is already our guarantee for 2024. Amen. Hallelujah. And then this afternoon we're having Apple Park. Apple Park outreach um, at 3.30. So we'll still be doing semis after the, 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 the service. And then um, Apple Park will, uh, the, the, the session in Apple Park will start around 3.30. And for those that will be joining and coming in, you're most welcome to join. For those that will be able to assist with the sandwich preparation, please uh, do remain after service and assist with the service um, sandwich preparation. Amen. And for those that need prayer, our trained and, and, and effective and anointed intercessors will meet you here in, the, um, in front for you to receive prayer for um, uh, whatever issue that you may want to, pray, to, to agree in prayer for. So they will be here. They will be praying with you. Amen. So we're looking forward to a better and a, a brighter 2024. So please, with the communion basket, I mean the communion element uh, cups, do pass it out uh, to the um, 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 ashes on your way out. There's a basket that is the blue basket where we can throw it in. And please join us for coffee and tea. Don't rush away. Coffee, coffee and tea. We still drink tea, right? <laughs> irrespective of the heat. Some of us do consume irrespective. So join us for coffee and tea after service. And may the Lord bless you. So let's sit like this. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. 
May the Lord continue to open doors for you in this year. Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus that you will open the doors that we need to go to, through and close every door that we need to stay away from. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that as we have received this word today, Lord, we will go out with this word and knowing that you are with us, you are in our future. Lord, we thank you that you have guaranteed us a better future in 2024, Lord. We thank you that our families will be restored. We thank you that our marriages will be restored. We thank you that our relationships will be restored. We thank you that our businesses are moving to greater heights. Our careers are moving to greater heights, Lord. Our ministry is also growing and moving to greater heights in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that this week will be a blessed week filled with your goodness and your wonders, and we will have a testimony to share with every, every other person, Lord, of your goodness and your love in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Enjoy the rest of the day.